Hello everyone, Loremaster Sotek here, of course, with Great Book of Grudges, good old Nathan. Um, it's Sunday, which means it's time for another episode of Lorebeards. This week, uh, we've got a couple things to talk about. There's there's no guests this week, which will happen from time to time. Um, we're not hardcore on having guests every week, just every once in a while. But um, there are a few things to discuss. Um, but before we get into it, we of course need to check in with how everybody's doing. So uh, Nathan, how are you? What have you been up to? Good, good. Uh, not too much. I've been uh, sorting out the pile of shame, dividing it into sections as to what I want to paint uh, through what months and so on. Trying to make sure that everything's all sorted because I'm getting back to uh, battle reports on the channel soon, so that's going to be fun. Um, battle reports for what? Warhammer Fantasy 8th edition, uh, some 6th oh, edition. baby. And for fun, if I can get a certain guest down, which I'll uh, I'll tell you in DMs later because I don't want to like, say it live just in case he's not able to. Uh, we're going to do a one-off of third edition too. Third edition, damn. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be fun. But yeah, what about you? Um, I've been good. Uh, spent the last week been streaming a lot. Uh, been working through The Witcher Three. Wild Hunt. I've seen. I've seen. You You must be really enjoying that. I have. I, I've been enjoying it a lot, and we've been streaming uh, quite a bit. I've uh, been working really hard to try and get over that last little hump so I can get partnered with Twitch so that mm. I can have that fancy check mark <laughs> and, and get some better revenue from them. But uh, things are going well. And um, yeah, no, no major complaints. Got signed up for a couple of Age of Sigmar tournaments. So Ooh. I'm signed up for the October tournament, which will be later this month. And I also got signed up for another grand tournament in February, Ooh. which is the the one that's local here. So I don't have to worry about getting a hotel room because I I, it's not that far. It's very, very close. I could just drive to it, which Ooh. will be super nice. So spent spent about 100 bucks on tickets, <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> is not ideal, but whatever. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so, uh, speaking of this week and, uh, being tired and <laughs> things not being done, uh, we're going to show off, uh, what people have submitted for Lorebeards, but me and Nathan both realized that we kinda, we both need a little more time <laughs> because yeah. we're, we're struggling. Um, I, I did not do a great job prioritizing my times because I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just paint. I'm so close to finishing. I'll just I'll just paint the last of my guys on Saturday, and then Saturday showed up, and I was like, okay, well, I want to stream a little bit. Okay, well, now I gotta like make a video. Okay, well, now I gotta. Uh, I was sent uh, a bunch of questions from this uh, website that wanted me to like. They were like, hey, could you answer some questions for us? So I was like, yeah, sure. And it ended up being like 35 questions. <laughs> it was like, oh my god. So that took a hot minute. And it, I just, I just did poor time management. <laughs> so Ooh. we're gonna, we're gonna give another week to finish a unit for anyone that's like us and needs more time. But we did get a couple of entries on Twitter that we want to show off. Uh, the first of which being yours, or at least one of your guys. Oh, uh, for me, it shows you first. <laughs> Wait. That's from the no, 19th. that's from the hero week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, here we go. 
Uh, yeah, so my converted Chaos Warrior, nothing too special. Uh, Warrior Sinesh, as you can tell by the gold. Uh, he still needs a bit touching up and so on, but hey, uh, I just wanted to show something off. Uh, he's got the helmet from the Hellstrider and a sanded down shield, which took an absolute age because I've had to sand down 30 shields in total. Oh my god. <laughs> but it was quite fun. I quite like the warrior. The, the helmet works really well too because it gives it a little bit more Suneshi feel, you know? Hmm. Yeah, it does. It's, it's not great lighting, unfortunately, but uh, I, I, I tried with uh, what I could there. And then the next thing we got is actually from Jay Phoenix. That's a name I recognize. Who sent us some pictures of his Nightwatch, uh, which look really, really good. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I love Game of Thrones, man. The, the tabletop game is really fun, too. I, uh, I, I like how they've got circle bases into then a larger square base. <laughs> <laughs> that Why have one really when you nice. can have both? It yeah, is. They, uh... they, they look fantastic. Yeah, like, wow, I really like these minis. I think one of the fastest ways you can tell if someone's a very, very, very good painter is whether, is whether if they have human minis, you can zoom in super close and see the details on their faces. If you well, can, you're like, that guy's amazing. <laughs> that guy's way better than I am. Night's Watch stuff is just really cool. I love the uh, tabletop range for these things. It's so fun. The Game of Thrones one is just, they got great looking minis. Yes. And then uh, the last one we have that we're going to be showing off for today, though people can still join in for next week, is a group of. Oops, hold on. There's a few, actually. I only see the one from Toaster King. Anything more uh... than that? Yeah, I can see one from the twenty seventh. Uh, the the Praetors. Huh, I don't see that one. Oh wait, no, no. Now I'm seeing them. I'm seeing them. Yeah. What the heck? Okay, wow. I don't know why my my timeline's all messed up. Okay. Same, same. It's it's just weird. Okay, well, hold on. So let's let's take a look at uh, this unit. Okay, well, I'm glad you pointed that out. Otherwise, there probably would have been a lot of people like, what the hell? Why do you skip me? What an asshole. <laughs> Why does Lord Master hate me? Um, so, just grabbing all these. So, we've got some Lumineth Realm Lords here from Toaster King. Ooh. And they look absolutely spectacular. He's done a really wonderful job. Um, like, considering... He's done a really good job on the script. And did he freehand paint those banners? I know. The little symbols on them? That's um, really nice. Yeah, it looks like it. But uh, he's got this. So he's got a couple of wardens here. We got a couple of different pictures. Looks like he's working on quite a few Lumineth Realm Lords. I actually had my first game against Lumineth Realm Lords the other day. And they are. I've won, but they are spooky. <laughs> They're very spooky. And then he also. It's... Uh, oh, go ahead. It's a great-looking army. Like uh, I must admit, I'm intimidating, uh, intimidated about painting these guys because it's just so much detail when it comes to the Lumineth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in the back, he also has an Altharian, the uh, Warrior of Light, which is such a damn cool model. Like, 
The fact that it's just an mm. empty suit of armor is really clever on GW's part. It may not seem clever, but they did a really good job with it. I'm trying to figure out what pain he used for the uh, armor for Farron. Was that Skeletal Horde? Yeah, it looks like some kind of ivory. That It's definitely got a got some kind of shade or ink on it. Because mm. you can see it pulled in the recesses on his boots. Yeah. So if I had that's, to guess... If, yeah, if I had to guess, it's probably some kind of ivory with um, like maybe Agrax Earthshade or something. Mm. Looks very nice, though. Be. Yeah, it's it's really, really good. Next we have... Uh, you got Goat Force next? Ooh, with a zombie! Yes, he's These got a zombie boy. Ones, right? Yes, uh, and that is a gorgeously... Wow, that's actually... Uh, I don't know what shade he used, but it turned out really nicely on the zombie like it, it looks like it's almost used on the blade and the skin but whatever he used pulled really really well in the recesses mm, also that's uh, a nasty little eye socket he's got going there <laughs> that looks is straight, really, really nice these are the ones that came out with um cursed city is it uh yes but they're also just the new zombie sculpt oh okay um so cursed city was kind of like a preview Right. All right. Next up, we've got um, Denevere submitted a group of some of the new Stormcast Eternal models. So these like are the you. Praetors, uh, which have some very sexy two-handed axes that look really good. And man, Stormcast, I do not envy people that paint Stormcast, because the sheer amount of metallics you have to use on these guys is nuts. They look so much better when they're painted in silver than they are gold, though. Look at these. They, they, they are just stunning. Oh, yeah. No, I absolutely agree. The uh, They look fantastic, and I, I honestly think gold is the worst color <laughs> for Stormcast Eternals. Like, I know it's the main color, Oh, by the way, Toast King said uh, for his Eltharian, it's Seraphim Sepia is the is the shader that uh, they used on the ivory color. Good to know. Thank you. But um, yeah, these guys look great. Um, I'm I'm personally kind of a pretty big fan of the newer Stormcast sculpts. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't I can't remember the Praetors came out with this group or if they're from a slightly older group. But um, yeah, the silver, the silver just looks so much better. Um, but yeah, they look great. They look awesome. I love. I like. I really like the color scheme he went with. Like the gold does really well as a nice accent, and the white has a very nice interaction with the silver. Like it's just, it's just a good color scheme. Mm. Everything blends together really nicely. And we have one last submission which came in on the thirtieth. I'm trying to find it. There it is. Ah, uh, demons. Yeah. His first unit he's ever completed for his nice. Models. Well, first of all, welcome to the hobby, dude. Second of all, uh, they're looking great so far. Make sure to thin your paints. That's the hardest lesson for everybody to learn is thin your paints. <laughs> it will make your life so much easier. I love the uh, the blue blade, though. That's a great uh, contrast with the, the red and the black. It is, yeah. the The blue swords uh, is a it, it it helps it stand out a lot more. 
instead mm. of just having like fiery swords on a red bloody demon. <laughs> but you're off to a solid start, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, big congrats on finishing a unit because that's one of the hardest things. Is just is just getting just getting something done to a place where you're like, yeah, I'm okay with this. Mm. So congrats, dude. And uh, uh, Stefan, we are uh, excited to see how your hobby journey goes in the future. Also, Marcus, thanks for the thanks for the meme. We we did see it. <laughs> the, 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 so thank you for that. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, so uh, camera back. There we go. All right, so we're. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, F Natario, I didn't see it. Did you use the Lordbeard's hashtag? Hold on. Double check. Maybe it was further down the timeline. Just got... Oh! Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, no. We saw those. We definitely saw those. Oh, uh, Naradio, we, we went over your Trogoth and your Squig Rider and stuff last week. Unless you submitted something new, but I don't see anything new. But we went over the your minis last week. Yeah, because uh, that was, uh, I think, Baldy was gushing over the Trogoth, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, oh, because I think you submitted it early. That's why. <laughs> so we, we went ahead and went over it last week. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, with that out of the way, once again, we are adding one more week for painting units. Uh, come hell or high water, <laughs> so hopefully me and Nathan can get our crap done and have a submission there. But uh, from there, let's go ahead and hop into today's first like topic topic, which is uh, we're going to be talking about Zeech, uh, because as most people may be aware, uh, we are, rap- well, pseudo-rapidly <laughs> approaching Zeech coverage in Total War Warhammer. Uh, it's probably going to be another two or three weeks uh, before it's Zinch time, but then it's going to be it's going to be Zinch Zinch for probably like a good month, knowing CA um, yeah. and their current their current marketing cycle. So let's talk Zinch in Total War. Uh, Nathan, do you have any particular places you'd like to start the conversation? Well, so far we've seen quite a lot of the roster. Uh, I want to talk about that new unit because Games Workshop when they did that article, they were really uh, like, yes, this is a new unit, you know? The Describers. Ah, uh, yes. Now, <laughs> Who will come up in a later segment today as well. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it, it's cool that we got new stuff, because uh, it bodes well for, say, for example, uh, well, Zinch needed something new, let's be honest. And uh, Sinesh and Nurgle kind of need something, so maybe in the future we might see something cool for them too. But I was just really impressed that they created something new uh because you know as far as we're aware this is only set in eighth edition and going back a little bit not and this was going forward so who knows what that means for future dlc especially for that the roster so far we've seen i like uh i mean you know blue horrors pink horrors uh red spawn there was a picture of a flamer uh well not a picture there was in that there... screenshot yeah, there's actually two kinds of flamers that I've seen so far. There's Oh there's really? A, yeah, there's an exalted flamer hero, and then there's just regular flamers as a unit. Oh you can, you can tell because the fire coming out of their like 
bodies is different is a different color depending on which version it is right i noticed that so we, we, we're getting quite a nice uh show off and obviously we had that was it a screenshot uh or or was it in previous art when they were hinting towards the future the zinchian uh soul grinder uh we've seen them in screenshots hmm so, like, we're getting a lot of cool stuff. I like Zinch, personally. I think that, uh, obviously, he needs a bit of a uh, visual update for the Disc Riders and the Chaos Warriors, maybe? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, I'm really excited for the Disc Riders. That's actually mm. a unit that we don't have in any form of the tabletop, that it's like, mm. oh, those look cool. <laughs> can, can we have those? Uh, I think any Zinch player that plays uh, tabletop for Age of Sigmar, every any disciples of Zinch player is probably like, <laughs> where am I? Where am I flying chosen? Um, mm. Because in tabletop they do have a disc rider unit, but they're Zongors. They're not warriors. Mm -hmm. uh, you, I think they they have Zongors with bows, and I think there's a melee variant, but they're like the Zongor enlightened, but. I, I I kind of figure that I I think it seems like Games Workshop is I do think we're going to see a Zongor unit, but I don't think it's going to be the same as the Age of Sigmar ones where there's like a whole little subgroup of them. I think it's going to be like we saw with the Corn roster where they get one Beastman. You know the the Corn Corn didn't even get um Corn Gores. He got Cornatars or whatever they're called, yeah. um, which are great. Uh, I'm not. I'm not complaining about that, but uh, I, I. So I almost feel like they were looking at the Zongors and said, "Okay, well, we don't want to make like a ton of these. Like, we don't want to. We don't want to bring in a whole AOS thing. So let's take the concept of the Zongors, which the most unique thing they bring is disc writers, and make that for fantasy. So boop, there you go. You got a Warrior of Chaos on top. Mm. Uh, which honestly, I think fits the roster better." To be frank, because it feels much more like a heavy cavalry, like a, like a heavy cav unit with a lot of mobility. Because the mm. Zongors are cool, but they don't wear any armor. They're they're very lightly armored. Um, like they're wearing like skirts, and that's it. Mm. Whereas these guys are like full plate with shields and halberds, which is just like, oh my god, like that is so. That's a, uh, to me, they feel like the equivalent of the skull crushers for corn. Mm. Um, which I'm kind of curious if that's going to be standard across the four factions is if they're going to be like, okay, we want every group to have like a big boy chosen writer unit because right now we're looking at, we've got, um, skull crushers for corn. We've got the new disc writers of Zinch, which we know are chosen tier writers. So they're like chaos, hardcore chaos knights, just like the skull crushers. Um, for Nurgle, I highly suspect we're going to see some variant of the, we're going to see like a, a chosen on Plague Drone. Oh, that would be cool. I'd love yeah. that. Because they have them in Age of Sigmar, but in Age of Sigmar, they're Putrid Blight Kings, which I don't think we're going to see Putrid Blight Kings, um, or at least not right away, maybe later, but I would be surprised if they're in the base roster because they, they didn't use any of the Cornates from, because Corn and Nurgle were the only two that got their Age of Sigmar guys during the end times. Yeah. Um, because Korn got, like, the Skull Reapers and the... I forget what the other type of Marauder are called. And Nurgle oh. got the Putrid Blight Kings, which mm. were very explicitly 
Age of Sigmar minis, but they showed up during the end times to get them out the door. <laughs> but um, so I'm not expecting to see those. But what I am expecting to see is just Nurgle warriors riding on plague drones as their big boy. And then I don't know what they're gonna do for Slanesh. Um, oh, uh... like maybe maybe like Slanesh warriors on fiends or something. Uh, I think you can ride fiends. Not traditionally, but all, warriors also couldn't ride discs in a unit <laughs> before. Before now, I'd love to see. Um, I, I'd love to see. Uh, or would you rather the boob snakes come back? I well, I would like the boob snakes, but that <laughs> that would make the monstrous cav, and I really don't like monstrous cav in Total War unless it gets balanced a bit better. Well, we've got the cavalry beta, so. Yeah, well, and it, it seems like they're all these are kind of monstrous cav. Like the skull crushers are absolutely monstrous cav. The mm. disc riders, I, I don't know really where to place them. They feel they like they look like monstrous cav, but they feel I guess more like Pegasus knights, where they're calv they're more on the cavalry side than the monstrous cavalry side. But they're kind of like in a weird half zone. Mm. Um, the plague drones are absolutely going to be monstrous cav. Mm. Uh, those things are huge. Yeah. Uh, but for Slanesh, I'm really curious what they'll do Slanesh. Um, you know what would be interesting? Uh, Chaos Knights on Hellstriders. Uh, uh, but, they, would, they would be fast. But they would have to be uh, uh, like heavily armored, like a little bit slower, kind of like... You know how the Exalted ones look on uh, in Age of Sigmar in a sense? That they're kind of nice and pretty looking and so on. Oh, yeah, I've got this one yeah. next to me all mm -hmm. times. <laughs> yeah, they but definitely like, need to be heavier than that. Yeah, with more armor plates and so on, I think it would be really nice. Yeah, because it, it is worth noting that Slanesh does does have the Hellstriders of Slanesh, which are a unique unit. They're, they're a fast, very, very fast cavalry unit of marauders that are bound on their... Um, what the hell are Slanesh's steeds called? Uh, seekers, seekers, seekers. Um, so, um, like he does have a unique unit, but it's it's in a very different classification than the others, where the others all feel very, very heavy and mm. kind of like super elite. Hellstriders are not elite; <laughs> they're just like they're good, but they're not an elite unit. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. Be on the um, tabletop because you would have them. Uh, because they were fast cap, they had poison and they had strider too. Oh yeah, yeah, they were they were great. Um, mm. uh. But they were like, they were very squishy. Um, mm. Like if something looked at them the wrong way, they would just explode. But pretty much. Uh, but they were very, very efficient at what they did. Absolutely. So I, I'm curious, and who knows? Uh, someone in chat suggested maybe they'll have a unique chariot unit. That could be it too. Maybe, maybe there'll Ooh. be like a super chariot with chosen on it. That would that would be very slanchy. <laughs> Slanch is gonna have a lot of chariots. So yeah. many chariots. But um, uh, the the other things with Zinch um, that I'm really excited for is I'm, I'm glad to see they're going the direction of Zinch having a lot of shooting. Um, one of the tricky things with Zinch is that from a tabletop perspective, Zinch had some shooting, but it was mostly just like crazy amounts of magic and a yeah. lot of bound spells, um, which in 8th edition kind of came with some problems because you only had so many much wins of magic in a turn. Um so having a ton of horrors on the table who all needed at least one dice to cast their spell 
was not ideal because that was taking dice away from your greater demons and your sorcerer lords and all that stuff. So I I'm really I'm much preferring seeing just shooting attacks everywhere. Where we see, you know, in all all the trailers, we've seen pink horrors throwing the pink fire of Zinch. Um I'm I'm imagining blue horrors will also throw their uh, have a shooting attack as well. Um knowing creative assembly it'll have ammo, which is weird but whatever yeah <laughs> yeah it's just for game balance um that being said i the only thing i haven't seen that i i'm i'm curious about um is i haven't really seen any indication of the horrors like splitting and this i was about of, like, to mention that of when the pink horrors die it looks like they just kind of die um mm. but but this could be explained if they do it once again on like probably from a game design perspective, a smarter way, which would be that when the pink horror unit loses enough health, it dies and then just spawns an entire new unit. Uh, because obviously doing it on a model by model basis would be impossible um, in the system we know. Um, mm. But I really hope they have a split mechanic. Um, it would, it, it would genuinely really suck. Like to have pink horrors that just die. <laughs> it, would yeah. feel, it would feel wrong. <laughs> Well, well, we have something of that because obviously, when uh, when we kill a helpit abomination, there's a chance of it spawning clan rats. Yeah, it's it's a well established feature in the game, um, hmm. and I I I haven't I'm not like saying oh it's not there like I I think it's there, but we just haven't gotten to see it yet. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, something you mentioned earlier that I also want to kind of reiterate uh, for people watching it, it's something that I think probably needs to be. If there's one thing I really wish CA would nip in the bud and talk frankly about it's the design of the chaos factions as far as what their rosters seem to be doing which is that to be frank they're not they are mono god but they're not mono god in the sense that a lot of people seem to think they are and that they're not hordes of chaos they're not here's all the beastmen all the warriors all the demons under zinch it's it's the demons of zinch plus a couple of friends <laughs> yeah. the way it works um, which makes sense if your goal is to keep the Warriors of Chaos as a big, playable, unique-feeling faction, which seems to be the the goal, um, from what I can tell, is the idea of, okay, we're not going to give you Chaos Lords, we're not going to give you Sorcerer Lords, we're not even going to give you Exalted Heroes or Sorcerers. We're going to give you Cultists, and the reason we're giving you Cultists is because Demons are the main characters of these factions. So, like, you're probably not going to see Valkia and Korn or um, Galrach and Zinch, or uh, probably Galrach is a bad example, um, um, Village the Cursling. You're probably not going to see Festus the Leech Lord and Nurgle. Those are probably going to be actual Warhammer, or uh, Warriors of Chaos characters who will hopefully have unique skins and stuff for their, for their guys. Uh, especially, and once again, we'll talk about this later, if they go ahead and make unique skins now, it'll be a lot easier <laughs> to put those in the Warriors roster when you get the, your unique lords. But um, for Zinch, because for Korn, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Korn only got, he got three warrior units. Um, he got, because he got the, he got the or actual like Chaos Warriors, not like from the Warriors cast, but like actual Chaos Warriors. He got I think the, he got all four, didn't he? No, he got great weapons, uh, uh, double, two-handed, and then sword and board. That's it. He did not get any halberds. No? Oh, okay. Um, 
I remember that super specifically because I was like, oh, there's no like anti-large there. Um mm. but uh so there are three warrior variants in the corn roster, then there are Chaos Warhounds, and I think that was it. Um oh and Chaos Spawn. Chaos Spawn. So those were the only warrior chaos units to show up in the roster, and then he got Minotaur, a new Minotaur variant, being the Cornitars. Um, a goal, right? The what? They had two beastmen, I think. I only saw one. Uh, I can't remember where that screenshot is. That's the one, you know, the one where they had the cultist, where everyone kept thinking it was the Age of Sigma one. Admittedly, I thought I, I thought it was two. Well, uh, it looked like him. <laughs> it seems heavily it based did. on him. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, no. There was... Oh, uh, Gorby's Chariots. Thank you. Thank you, chat. Gorby's Chariots is the last thing. No, but they had one more thing, I'm pretty sure. Now, I don't I'm even think he had sure. regular Chariots. It's like literally just Gorbeast. <laughs> I just go straight to Gorbeast. Uh, corn roster reveal. I forgot they did a blog. <laughs> uh, yeah. I might be losing my mind. I'm pretty sure there's only one Beastman unit. Uh, I am losing my mind. I could have sworn. They announced Korngors for Blood Bowl. <laughs> Maybe that's what's messing with you. Yeah, it could be. No Minotaurs. Yeah, I'm losing my mind. Sorry. Go on. No, you're all good. You're all good. Uh, <laughs> we're both a little ragged today. Um, so, so for Zinch, I'm expecting the same thing. So, and so far it's lining up. There are three, like, warrior units that we've seen so far, which is, like, on foot, which we've got Forsaken, and then Sword and Board, and then just One-Handed Weapon, which is weird. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what the deal is with the One-Handed Weapon guys. Like, unless they're shooting fire out of their other hand, like, that would be cool, but I haven't seen that yet. Um, if they're literally just One-Handed Sword, like one hand and that's it and then their other hand's empty and there's nothing going on that's gonna feel super stupid i'm gonna be honest mm -hmm. um i i would i would much prefer uh like halberds <laughs> or great weapons or something um but well, it was quite common on the tabletop to take warriors of zinch with halberds wasn't it because you get the uh yeah. free up armor save and super duper famous build mm. uh yeah you get your armor save you get your ward save and uh, though though Zinch with Sword and Board was also popular because it would boost your parry save to a five, um, oh. but um, uh, but if they are hybrid, like they can actually shoot, like they have a unique animation, I okay, I have no complaints. But uh, I, yeah, so we've got them confirmed. Um, then we've got our Fly Boys, but that's a new thing. Uh, Chaos Spawn, just like uh, regular, uh, just like Corn did. And then, um, there's something else I've seen, and I'm drawing a blank in the Zinch roster. Um, it was Forsaken, Chaos Spawn. He doesn't have Warhounds. I haven't seen any Warhounds. He'll probably have them. I know he's got, uh, because we've seen it, like, very faintly, he's got Furies, but everyone's gonna have Furies. Yeah, everyone's got Furies. Um... I don't. I haven't seen any warhounds in any of the art, or any of the screenshots. Um, maybe that's because like he has flyers as like his fast thing, with the disc riders and the screamers and stuff. But now that I think about it, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Um, granted, we haven't really got like the Zinch focus yet, so there's a bunch up in the air. I'm expecting a Beastman unit. Um, they're hiding it, but it's there somewhere. Um, I'm expecting a Beastman unit. I'm not sure what other. Presumably, they'll have one more warrior unit. Maybe we'll. Oh no, they have Chaos Knights. That's what I was forgetting. Um, they have Chaos Knights, like regular Chaos Knights, the Zinch. Um, you can see them. You can see them in one of the screenshots. Um, I'm blind. Well, they're like blind. they're literally buried in the super duper far back, um, in one of the images. Um, oh wow! But yeah, so there's Chaos Knights of Zinch, and then there's Sword and Board Warriors, One-Handed uh, Warriors, and Chaos Spawn are the ones we've oh. confirmed so far uh, from the Warriors of Chaos roster. And then it's all the Zinch oh. demons. And and I'm I'm expecting that to kind of be the formula going forward. Is I'm expecting like four to six Warriors of Chaos or units in the Demon roster, uh, plus the all the demons, one Beastman unit per group, and then uh, like a, a, a cultist, Ooh. and that that's probably going to be the formula uh, for the demons for the demons of chaos. Um, Which is fine because it does leave. Does it? <sighs> How is that going to work for DLC? That's going to be. Weird. I have no idea. I have literally no idea, because it wouldn't make sense, right? Like yeah. you can't, <laughs> unless something crazy happens. Like, see, it would be out of their mind to try and sell. Like, hey, you know those units and those armies you already own. They're DLC. <laughs> like that would not go over well. Um. And, and like, yeah, someone in chat said, unless they start pulling from Age of Sigmar, that's possible, but I really don't think they're going to... I'll put it this way. Me and Nathan have had a lot of really good conversations, both separately and together with people from CA, and there has been no indication of them pulling from AOS. Even then, like, uh, say in the hypothetical they do bring from AOS, there's not that much to justify a lot of DLC, to be honest. Uh, it wouldn't be a lot, but there's definitely some stuff they could pull out, you know, where it's like, Nurgle, oh, Putrid Blight Kings, Slanesh, here's all your archer, like, Bliss Barb Archers and your new cavalry guys and all this stuff. Uh, oh, Zinch, here's all your Zongors, and then Korn, here's all your, uh, Gore Blades and, um, like, yeah, there's like, there's stuff, but it, it, it gets really messy really fast. Yeah, but like, uh, like, get, don't get me wrong. I love the Age of Sigmar minis, like um, the um, the the new warrior types, the uh, Blood Warriors. I've been I've been building some. Ah, of them Blood Warriors. Before. That's that's what I was trying to think of. Because they're they're quite gorgeous, but uh, the like, even if they added them in, there could only be like maybe one DLC per oh, faction. Oh, Sorry, go ahead. Because of, of of the um, because of the issue with like, there's so very little stuff, like. I'm honestly thinking that we're going to get a few DLC packs soon because most of the races are done and then they're just going to move on to character packs. I mean, I hope so, personally. Like, the the, D the Lord packs are fun, but honestly, like, I would prefer if they don't open that door to AOS because if you open that door, it's just, like, where does it stop? <laughs> you know? Like, you're going to have Dark Elf players being like, hey, can I get the, like, the Malusai and the Kinarai from Daughters of Cain? And you're gonna have high elf players being like, "Can I have some of these Lumineth Realm Lord units?" And like, it's it's literally endless. 
Um, that's just like vampire account players are gonna be like, hey, can I get some of that Soulblight Gravelord? Like those giant monster ladies or whatever. Like I, I just think it's endless. Like just don't open that door. Don't do it. <laughs> it's it's not gonna end well. I think it works for uh, maybe the chaos stuff because uh, as far as we're concerned, well, law-wise, it's like interdimensional, blah, 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 blah. But even then, there's not that many demons that are... I, wait, have the demons had any demon releases in Age of Sigma? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Slanesh got a bunch. Um, no, no, I mean demons, demons, not mortals. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Like, the demons got the Infernal Enraptious for the... Uh, and the uh, conjoined epitome, like there's 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 a bunch of characters that got out. Um, but I mean, yeah, the the thing is that it's gonna be weird. It's like I, I like honestly, I I mean I don't know who all agrees with me on this, but I would be much more interested in like, hey, here are the Lord packs you absolutely need to like finish out some of the rosters in game one and game two. And then we're just doing like new, genuine new races and character packs. And that's it. Mm. Um, like, I don't need, I don't need any more, I, like, I really don't need infinite Lord packs or uh, DLC. I, I, I honestly find Lord versus Lord to be one of the worst DLC variants because it's, it's so narrow and it's so easy to be a, like a complete miss. Um, I'd much prefer them be like, hey, here's all the armies finished out. Like, okay, here's your here's your last empire versus here's some dwarf stuff. Here's but here's everything. And now we're gonna do characters. Here's like a character pack where a bunch of races get a legendary lord and legendary heroes. Here's a monster pack where a bunch of different races get like a big monster. Here's new race pack for End and Koresh and Nippon and Fish People. Like we're going all in. And the you know dogs of war. Fish people. Fish people. That's the official name. <laughs> that's that's their official faction name is fish people. Um, but like that would be way better. I think it would be better for the game's playability. It would be yeah. better for the multiplayer scene. Uh, minus balancing, <laughs> and it would be better. I think for the universe. Um, yeah. I, I I find I find Lord packs to be grossly overrated. Uh, in my opinion, like they're cheap. That's the only good thing about them is they're cheap. Mm. Um, yeah, they're like on a tenner more or less. Yeah, no? usually they're like ten bucks. Mm. Um, but uh, anyway, so um, uh, I, I okay, I see a lot of people asking in chat, so I just want to clarify this in Warhammer Fantasy, the Slaughter Brute. I know it doesn't seem like it, but the Slaughter Brute is an undivided monster, and it's a Warriors of Chaos monster. It's not a demon. It's not a demon. <laughs> And it's not a corn demon. It's not even related to corn. It's just, I know it. I know it looks like corn. It quacks like corn, <laughs> but it's undivided. <laughs> like I know it's weird. It's basically just a really angry chaos spawn. That's that's mm. essentially what it is. Um, but anyway, um, you good on Zeech? Uh, yeah. Same as the following on for that. Isn't the Mutalef Vortex beast again undivided? Yes, but I believe it can take marks. Like its its base form is undivided, but I think in Eighth Edition you could mark it. Look, because uh, I'll be honest, I've got one painted, but I've never actually used one. They can be really good if you're good at rolling dice, <laughs> because the random effects from their portal is pretty random. 
No, no, no mocks. Oh, okay. Then yeah, they're just pure undivided. Weird. Well, I mean, like, I guess, like, to be divided, you have to be able to, like, consciously make a choice, <laughs> right? Yeah, true. Uh, so if you're a big monster, you know, I guess that doesn't really come into it. Um, like, the only, I think the only monster in the Warriors of Chaos that could actually pick marks is Chaos Giants. Um, mm. The Chimera cannot, the Slaughter Brute can't, the Mutilith Vortex Beaks cannot. I think that's all their big monsters. Man, I want a Chimera so bad. I feel like we've been waiting forever for that Chimera. That and the Cockatrice. I actually really like those. Oh yeah, the Cockatrice is great. I hope the Cockatrice ends up being a Beastman monster rather than a mm. Wars of Chaos monster. But uh, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, and the last thing worth mentioning is uh, I am really looking forward to seeing how they're going to rework Zinch Magic. Because Zinch Magic and Tabletop was absolute fucking garbage. I mean, garbage. <laughs> it was super bad. Yeah, some people might be uh, shocked to hear this, but uh, Zinch was actually one of the top tier... Uh, Warriors of Zinch was one of the top tier playstyles that you could have in the competitive scene, but it was melee-focused. Yep, and Demons <laughs> of Zinch was absolute ho horseshit. It was so mm. bad. It mm. was so bad. And the reason, for anyone wondering, like, why? Zinch, you know, it looks like he's shooting fire, right? Well, Games Workshop was like, it's not really fire. It's this mutating magical energy. So, A, it wasn't flaming. Didn't count for fire damage. And B, when it when you got hurt by something Zinch-ish, um, with the exception of the Flamers of Zinch, they were actually good. Flamers of Zinch were really, really good. But most the other stuff tended to be really bad because the problem with Zinch magic was that the spell's attribute, so like the, the thing that would trigger with every spell you cast, basically said, whenever you deal damage with a spell from Zinch, roll a dice, and it might deal bonus damage, or you'll give the enemy regeneration. <laughs> and if they already have regeneration, you improve their regeneration by one. So like, you could accidentally turn any enemy unit into a troll. <laughs> Give them like a four up regeneration save because you're just trying to deal damage. Like, stupid rule. Immensely stupid rule. Um, yeah, it was garbage. Uh, and to be fair, the, uh, the, the whole uh, army book for Demons of Chaos was kind of crap. Like, uh... yeah, it, I mean, if you were min maxing, you could, you could make a pretty mean army by like min maxing Slanesh. Uh, with like Nurgle, like Nurgle tankiness with Slanesh, just sheer number of attacks and armor piercing. Because Slanesh, you could get like armor piercing, always strike first, and and uh, uh, and you would take them in a group of like forty or fifty demonettes in horde formation, mm -hmm. and they would literally just run shit over. Um, also, Cacophonic Choir, most bullshit spell in the game, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. That spell was absolute horseshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh anyway so I, th I think that's enough on zinch for now but um uh so let's actually hop into today's who would win um so uh chat we know y'all love these uh and rodrigo if you're out there we look forward to your art <laughs> but, uh, um so uh for today's i kind of wrecked my brain about what might be an interesting matchup and for today's matchup we're gonna have some human on human action and we're doing the Fae Enchantress. Well, human on perhaps human, probably elf, but 
pretends to be human, but might be an elf. <laughs> it's not really clear. Anyway, um, we're doing the Fae Enchantress versus Volkmar the Grim. So we're having a battle of religions because that's everyone's historically humans love religion versus religion. <laughs> it's a great pastime. <laughs> so um, for anyone that kind of needs a refresher, on one hand, we have the Fae Enchantress. She's going to be coming into battle on her unicorn, uh, Suvron, <laughs> which uh, unicorns in Warhammer Fantasy are actually much scarier than most people think they are. Um, they are fairly large. And they're violent. <laughs> they're mean. Uh, like they're they're noble creatures, but they have no issue impaling you and ripping your guts out with their horns. Um, they're also basically immune to magic. Um, the Fae Enchantress actually usually rides Silveron because he's freakishly fast. He's a magical creature in nature, um, and he his literal uh, existence repels enemy magic. So it makes it very, very difficult for uh, enemies to actually um, cast any spells that would affect the Fae Enchantress while she's riding him. Uh, on top of that, she does have a couple of magic items that are worth noting. Uh, she does, of course, have her, her goblet, uh, which I'm super sad she doesn't carry around with her uh, in Total War. Like, it, it, in some of the promotional footage we saw of the Fae Enchantress, she had, like, a sword and the, the chalice in the other hand. Um, which, you know, obviously in actual Total War, she just keeps her hands free so she can blast people with spells, which looks cool. But anyway, um, the, the chalice, um, and what it does in the actual lore is basically if she sups from it, uh, and it's actual like innate power allows her to draw from the lore of heavens and basically just like unleash bullshit. Um, and in Total War, they simplified it by just making it dropping a comet. But it has the ability to unleash any spell uh, from the lore of heavens, whether that's like unleashing a blizzard of ice to make the enemy um, like slowed down and unable to react as well. You know, calling down a thunderbolt to hit somebody, dropping a comet, summoning chain lightning to just obliterate stuff, uh, or messing their um, you know messing with fate, so to speak, with like curse of the midnight wind or harmonic convergence, where she can kind of mess with reality a little bit and try and turn the odds in her favor uh but the thing about the chalice of potions is that it's not guaranteed um what it's gonna do like it's it's a little it's a little random what it's gonna spit out um it's it she can't necessarily like i want to do this um it she has some uh, control over it but it can it can it might not behave um she also has her girdle. Uh, the, the, uh, she has a magical... Uh, I think that's the right word for it. Uh, I think it's her saddle or something she attaches to the horse or something. I don't I don't know what it is. <laughs> but it, it's, uh, I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up. But it basically just offers her a lot of protection. Uh, it wards her against most attacks, most damage. And of course, the Fae Enchantress does have some really nasty abilities. She literally... This isn't represented in Total War, and I hate that it isn't. She literally has a look that can kill. Um, the Fae Enchantress, if she looks at you, like makes eye contact with you, there is a fairly okay chance that she will instantly kill you. Like you just drop dead. <laughs> That's super scary. Um, it's a very nasty ability. She's used to good effect. She also uh, does have a history and an ability, though it's not easy to pull off, to turn you into a frog. 
That's fun. <laughs> On the other <laughs> hand, we've got Volkmar the Grim. Uh, Volkmar the Grim is, of course, going to be showing up to battle in his legendary war altar, uh, which is big, but it's also a lumbering mess of a chariot that is held together probably more by faith than anything else. Uh, <laughs> did, um, uh, it is very, very powerful magically. Uh, it is charged with enough essentially holy magic to unleash something that's the equivalent of banishment, which is more for scything through large groups of people or obliterating undead or demons pretty much at the snap of a finger. Uh, Volkmar does, of course, have many prayers that he can invoke um, to power himself up in battle. Uh, that being said, prayers, uh, unlike the way they're shown in Total War, because Total War doesn't have a dispel system, um, uh, yeah, she does have the Mirror of Morgiana as well. But if I recall correctly, the Mirror is more about reflecting spells, which is not going to be particularly useful against Volkmar. Um, um, and then for Volkmar the Grim, uh, uh, his big thing is he has a number of prayers. He can make himself hit like a truck. Uh, he could ward himself through the power of faith. He can uh, <clears throat> summon, basically, kind of blasts to hurt uh, enemies with fiery damage. Uh, and then, of course, he has the Jade Griffin, which regenerates him and basically uh, keeps him in good health and shape uh, so long as he's wearing it. And then he's got his Staff of Office, um, which the staff basically makes him, like, really strong. Like, even though he's very old, like, he's easily in, like, his 60s or something... Uh, it basically gives him, like, the strength of a young man plus. <laughs> like, he's got a mean case of old man strength. Um, <clears throat> because of uh, his... Um, I forget what the name of it is, but his... It's it's not the hammer, it's his, like, actual staff of office uh, that he carries. But, um, oh, what I was going to say about the Dispel system is that in the actual lore of Warhammer Fantasy, prayers... Like the 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 system that how prayers work actually interacts with the winds of magic, in a sense, because that's how the gods are able to interact with the um, physical plane. And because of that, it's it's very difficult to do. But wizards can mess with priests um, as they're trying to invoke their prayers. But in the same breath, priests can mess with wizards um, by attempting to halt their uh, disrupt the winds of magic for them as well. Um, so in any event. Those are our contenders. They both are on their mounts. So we've got the War Altar for Volkmar and we've got the uh, Silveron for the Fan Chantress. Can the Fan Chantress control her insta-kill? Yes. Yes, the Fan Chantress. The Fan Chantress, if she's going through a crowd of Bretonians, she does not accidentally kill like a six of them. <laughs> no, she can turn it on and off. It's not a, it, it is a deliberate attack. It is not a, it's not a like, oops. <laughs> Looked in her eyes, I'm dead. Um, it's it's not a gotcha. Nathan, what are you thinking? I don't know. It's tough. Uh, because she she's mounted on the unicorn. Uh, the water itself doesn't move fairly quick. It's pretty much just a rust bucket. Uh, I'd have to say probably her. What laws of magic does she have again? She traditionally will take the lore of life into battle, but she could. She is the Fae Enchantress, so she is able to pull spells from like the lore of beasts and the lore of light or uh, heavens as well. Then I don't know. I, I'd probably go with her. She's got a lot more to hit with. 
Uh, Volkmar historically has been known to uh, not be the strongest. Like, yeah, he's got the whole face, uh, faith thing going for him, which kind of saved him with the whole uh, uh, Bellicor issue when he was basically just a piñata. But... Storm of Chaos doesn't count. <laughs> Storm of Chaos doesn't count. <laughs> but I'd have to say probably her. I mean, speed and magic might be a good thing. Law of Life is quite a potent thing. Even if she gets up close in combat with him, you know, she can increase her toughness. She could be, you know, Flesh to Stone is a very good spell. I'd say her. I'd honestly have to say her. <clears throat> I, I, think that's, I think that's some really solid points, too. I mean, she, she easily has the mobility game. Like, it's not even a contest. Mm. Silveron is, like, wind put into a four-legged form. Um, and it's very, very mobile. Whereas the War Altar, but on the other hand, the War Altar is significantly tougher. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. the War Altar can take a lot of damage. It's used to going up against all sorts of crazy nonsense and having greater demons thrown at it. Um, yeah. And manages to hang in there pretty good. Um, I think the big thing for me uh, is that, you know, Volkvar does have resistances, you know, being a man of faith. And I think the War Altar, either himself or the War Altar, does bring a fair amount of magic resistance or spell resistance, as it's now called into the game. So I don't think Morgiana would have an easy time affecting him with spells, but you do have a good point in that she would be able to affect herself very easily with spells. And you, if she was utilizing the lore of life or the lore of beasts, then she would frankly have a fairly easy time matching Volkmar's potential when it comes to just hitting like an absolute truck. Um, on the other hand, I would say that um, the Fey Enchantress, like her glare, if she actually got, like, looked, did, did the death glare at Volkmar and fate just wasn't with him, it could instantly kill him. And if it did, that regen ain't going to count for nothing. He's dead. So she does have a route to victory. Um, but the other thing worth noting <clears throat> is that um, Volkmar is, of course, a tanky son of a bitch who is super resistant to magic, and he is unparalleled in his, like, righteous fury, I'm gonna just beat everybody's butt um, with my own bare hands kind of guy. And he does hit, like, an angry god. Um, if, like, if he managed to land a hit on the Fae Enchantress, I do think he would just kill her instantly. Uh, but whether or not he could land that is kind of up to a matter of debate. Um, for the sake of contrarianism, <laughs> I'm actually gonna go with Volkmar. Um, because I do think that Volkmar's sternness and his, his, the, the way the Fae Enchantress's look tends to kill people, I think Volkmar, just being Volkmar, would probably somehow be immune to it, either because her, because her look isn't necessarily that it, like, causes your brain to explode, it's usually that you die from some sort of, like, psychological effect, like, you're, you're so terrified, you drop dead. Or something along those lines. And Volkmar, I just don't think, would fall for that. Uh, or he's like, he's so righteously fervent that he would be immune to it. And I think where the Fae Enchantress does have a lot of magic, she would have to get in close. Like, she can't end the fight from range. Um, if she can't reliably count on the stairs. She has to go in. And I think if she goes in, one of those times, Volkmar would eventually land a hit. And if he did, Silveron, at the very least, is instantly obliterated. But um, the Fae Enchantress might survive because of her girdle. Um, but I think uh, he is a much more skilled melee combatant than she is. Like, Volkmar's pretty beastly in combat. 
wouldn't flesh the stone also affect uh silveron too though it would but i don't think that would be enough to equate out the the, the staff of command plus volkmar's own prayers boosting himself further um okay but uh but i i think it i think it's frankly a pretty big 50 50 to be honest mm-hmm. uh i mean fan chanters always could pull out a hail mary and turn herself into a dragon but volkmar's one of those characters who could probably actually fight a dragon <laughs> uh and i think without the instant kill from her gaze which like i said could be could be a deciding factor but if it, if if Volkmar is able to resist it, which I honestly think he could, he does regenerate. Like, he doesn't need magic. He's He's got it built in. Like, he's constantly regenerating. And he can't, his attacks very easily can become flaming ones. So the Fae Enchantress does not have that as an option. Um, but she can also heal herself just using Lore of Life. So it, it'd probably be kind of one of those fights where the two of them are just, like, slapping each other over and over and over again. And you're just waiting for somebody to die. <laughs> but uh i i oh wow uh yeah my chat came out 50 50 like exactly that's our first 50 50 i was not able to put it up because my mouse had to get charged but i'm assuming everyone (laughs) fixed the same i've been having nothing but issues halfway through you talking uh i I don't know what happened but my microphone turned off my my speakers overpowered my uh headphones i am having some weird technomancy shit going on at the moment it's weird (laughs) <laughs> you're all good so uh so yeah so i i, I but no i i think it would be a really interesting uh and even fight um mm. but i i could easily see both of them winning um in different scenarios i i, I do think volkmar would do better in a the longer the fight drew out i think volkmar's chances of winning would go up uh but the fan chanters does have like you know if she hit him with a comet he'd probably die <laughs> so yeah. like there's also that but also you know if she's throwing a comment in that close quarters knowing her she'd probably hit herself so mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway that's i think that's enough on that. <laughs> uh okay so uh next on the docket is so uh talking about the great bastion something uh that we're all extremely eager about uh some people to the point of near insanity is that we know at some point soon, <laughs> Grave Assembly is going to show off some new systems. And two of the new systems, or three actually, new systems we're supposed to be hearing about either this week or next week um, at the latest is Minor Settlements, Siege Reworks, and the Great Bastion, which is its own system. Um, it, it's, not, it's not part of the other two systems. It's like a unique thing. Um, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about what we're hoping to see for the Great Bastion. Um, for anyone that's like, what about problems? Don't worry, we have a segment for that coming up. <laughs> but right now we're going to talk about hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah. So Start uh, with the fluff yeah. before getting into the anger. Uh, Nathan, do you, is, is there anything that comes to mind or is on your particular wish list when it comes to... Um, when it comes to the Great Bastion, well, uh, I'm I for one like, and I'm going to have to justify myself here because people are going to get angry. I like the maps so far that we've seen through that uh, cinematic. Uh, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, you know, we, we, they should have shown off um, something else because this looks like a Warhammer Two map." It's like, well, keep in mind, it's a it's the Great Bastion. It's a wall. They can't have a 360-degree okay. map. Okay, we've got to address this real quick. You're absolutely correct. I've 
I've seen a shocking amount of people look at that map and say, why is it just a single straight wall? What the hell, man? To which it's, it's a wall. <laughs> it's the great bastion. It doesn't yeah. have corners. What do you want? <laughs> like, the, we'll get into the, it, the, but like, come on, guys. <laughs> Throw, be reasonable. It's, it's, got, it's gotta be a single wall. That's how it works. It's a wall. The, the way I've explained it to people, so I'm just trying to grab my cat before he attacks my cables. Um, <laughs> so the way I've explained it to people is like, look at it in the sense of like, you know, the, the giant ice wall from Game of Thrones, right? Uh, it's one massive wall and then a lot of different fortresses in the location, but it's not a, it's not going to be something like a 360 degree map and so on because they're trying to be as defensive as possible. Right, yeah. Building a 364 would be idiotic. <laughs> you yeah. have a giant wall that you're trying to keep the enemies off of. Yeah, like, there's a good thing here that I've just seen here, that um, uh, why is there a teeny, a tiny wall protecting a 100 meter plus wall? It's very much just like in the whole Game of Thrones universe. You have that massive wall, which is your main defense, but you've got your fort uh, with your troops. Because if you try to fire down from a 100 foot wall, you know, kinetic yeah, what, what energy and so on is exactly. You're not going to be able to see shit. You're not going to be have a proper aim unless you're like an elf or something. So well, you you need a defensive line. Yeah, and, and that's that's something I saw on Reddit that was a really good point. Is if you had a colossal wall, which we know the 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 Great Bastion is literally supposed to be a quarter of a mile high, right? So it's like it's well over a thousand. I think it's like thirteen hundred feet high, or something okay, like yeah. that. So like it's fucking huge, but. If you have a wall that big, you can't defend it from the actual wall. Because what are you going to do? Like, the best thing you could do is, like, drop something off of it. You can't aim down. Like, if you shot arrows from that height or even drop something, it's not going to be accurate. Because you're going to have, like, wind and a whole bunch of other nonsense. And any arrows or anything you shot from that distance, unless it's, like, a really... Really powerful, high-caliber bullet is probably not going to hit its mark. It's probably just going to lose a lot of its force or just totally miss. If you're dropping stuff, it'll probably hit the wall itself and, like, bounce. And maybe you'll kill some odd guys. But if you're not defending on those smaller forts, the problem is you're allowing your enemy to walk up and have as much time as they want to start building ways to deal with your wall. Uh, because you may say, oh, well, the wall's invincible. Well, no, it's not. Um, it's, it's strong, but if you're not defending it on the ground, um, then on those forts, then you're dealing with a scenario where your opponent could just dig under the wall and undermine it, causing the structure to collapse. If they have the capabilities, they could make a bomb and blow it up. They could just mine through it. Um, you have to defend it on the ground. You don't have a choice. So you yeah. have to have these forts placed along the wall on the enemy side so that, if they do attack the wall, you can charge out of your fort and go deal with them, but they're probably going to attack your fortress because that's the easiest way in, but it's also the easiest way for you to defend it. It seems, if, if you don't think about it too hard, it seems counterintuitive because you're like, oh, you have an invincible wall, just hide on your wall, but yeah. there's no such thing as an invincible wall. Even the Great Bastion yeah. can be broken. We've seen it happen before. Yeah. So uh, it's important to note, like, because a lot of people then... Uh, a lot of people are uh, comparing it, obviously, to its real-world counterparts, you know, the Great Wall of China. 
Right. The Great Wall isn't like <laughs> a it isn't like like a thousand feet tall. It's it's not. It's 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 a tall wall because obviously you know it's it's one of the marvels. It's like it can be seen from space and shit like that. But like remember, Warhammer gets its real world counterpart and then dials it up to eleven, which is why we have a wall that um, is pretty much. It can tower over maybe Kolek, yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah, <laughs> Kolek is not that big. <laughs> he's big, but he's not that big. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's supposed to be there. It, it's for Warhammer. It's a spectacle. It's why you have stupid shit like like a Marienburg landship, which makes no sense whatsoever. You can easily set it on fire, but everyone sees it and it's like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, uh, but so okay with the, with those caveats out of the way that did need to be addressed what do you want to see from the great bastion battle system oh, i want to see uh like I, I like the idea of how it works with the old style map fort thing uh i hope that we see a few different variants of maps and so on there needs to be defensive mechanics especially for something so heavily guarded where they've got literal legions around that area you know because obviously, what's on the other side of the Great Bastion? It's like it's a lot of fucking chaos, you know. Yeah, yeah it's literally just like garbage. <laughs> so, so th there needs to be protective stuff. Like, I, I want to see really, really, uh, like, you know, like uh, it's it's kind of hard to say because obviously there's limitations with Total War, uh, but just some extra mechanics would be kind of cool, like uh, a defense system, just. Everything that we—they—they've not shown us the fight itself because obviously, it's linked towards the siege rework, right? Like it might not be what everyone is uh, like expecting from the siege rework for what that thing because it's tiny, right? It's a small map, but like, if it was up to me, I'd just say like fucking import the blood in the Badlands book one for one. If it was up to me, yeah. Um, I, I think for me, the the big thing about the Great Bastion is. I, because there's like literally nothing going on outside of the city, I want that part of the map to be relatively tiny and for most of the map to be dedicated to what's behind that first wall, right? So like, okay, you've got like literally enough space to deploy your troops um, at, and there's like a fair distance, you know, for the enemy or for whoever's defending the wall to be shooting at you as you're getting closer. But once you hit that first wall, I would really, really like there to be interesting things. Like, one of the things I really liked about the Tor Ybris map from Altharian the Grim and Grom's DLC was that it had traps. Um, like, so I'd love to see that where, like, if you go down a certain street, like, a magical trap goes off and, like, a big spell blows up some of your guys and you're like, ah, oh, shit. Or if you're playing Cathay, you're trying to lure the enemy into these traps. Um... And I also want it to be, like, kind of tiered. So, like, for there to be, like, a plot, like, okay, you, you get past the first wall, there's an open plateau where there could be an enemy army ready for you. And as they're fighting you, if things are looking bad, they fall back through the streets to the next plateau that's maybe a little more elevated so they can shoot down on you while you're fighting. And maybe have, like, I mean, just that alone would be great. Hopefully, mm. if there were, like, maybe up to three tiers. I hope it feels like, oh man, I'm going to attack the Great Bastion. This is going to be a bitch. Because um, like, I really like the Tor Yivris map. I really like, um, like the, the, the Empire Fort maps are pretty good. 
Um, so something akin to the Empire Fort map would be nice, but maybe, um, uh, but maybe just you know with different variants, like you said. So I yeah. don't want attacking a great the Great Bastion to be the exact same map every single time. It would be yeah. nice if there were variances on the type of, um, like yeah, the they're all going to be the same in that they have a single wall you have to get over. But it'd be nice if once you got past that point, there was some variety. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, wouldn't it be, uh, it, it, I'm imagining it's going to work in like a very, very similar system to the, the forts in, um, in the High Elf territories of Wolf 1, you know, you have to go, um, it's going to block the entrances and so on. So we're going to see, I mean, Cafe is quite big geographically, so what, seven different fort maps or something? Oh, I could easily see that. Um, it, yeah. yeah, at least four, if uh, probably more. And uh, the other thing I wouldn't mind seeing is what they could do is so based on what we saw in the survival system is they introduced the concept of summoning reinforcements. Something that would make the Great Bastion map feel really like, oh shit, I gotta hurry and this is nasty, is if they have the ability to do that, the defender. So if whoever's defending the wall like has a capture point at the very back, where as long as they hold it, they're generating resources and they can keep summoning reinforcements. So it feels like there's an endless army defending the wall. And as the attacker, you don't get anything. Like, you just gotta, you just gotta go. Um, so it'd be like the reverse of what we see for the um, survival maps. Where oh. the defender is the one um, constantly spawning endless hordes. Actually, no, they did that in the survival battle. Um, mm -hmm. when, we, when we played through that, the yeah. content creators, where corn. Born literally spawns endless troops. So I'd like to just see that. Like, if you're attacking the Great Bastion or defending it, you just have constant reinforcements coming from the wall. Um, mm. That would really make it feel a lot more exciting, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, there's loads of potential. And to be honest, uh, I just can't wait to see what, what they've got planned because, like... Uh, it's a weird thing because, obviously... The Grand Bastion itself is, is supposed to be this major spectacle. I would have loved it in the trailer. We would have had like a a shot showing Cafe from the other side. Or yeah, that would have. I absolutely agree. It would have been cool to have a camera start on that side and like go over the wall and show yeah. us like, oh, this is everything that's between Chaos and Cafe. That would have exactly. been that would have been a good decision. But that, like, that was a missed uh, opportunity. Mm. But uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm excited. I, like I know a lot of people didn't like the fight because obviously it, it showed an old system. Uh, but uh, I don't know, man. Like, like I, thinking about it from a to uh, from a, a tabletop and law perspective, this should be massive. <clears throat> this should be like a, he a hectic fight. It, it's just really weird because obviously until we get a better look, we're kind of like looking at it like. Ooh, you know this is cool. Yeah, well, like they just—they didn't show anything, right? Um, yeah. Which was, which was, which was, and I—I I tried to be clear about this, but I think a lot of people missed it. A reasonable complaint about the video was that they show you a great bastion, but instead of showing us a battle in the great bastion, that's not what we get to see. We see Miao Ying going out of the great bastion attack a, a Zinch army outside so she sallies forth and then Zhao Ming comes from behind and hits the Zinch army in the back um, so we don't actually get to see anything really new it was just kind of a refresher that's more focused on battle footage I guess yeah. um, 
like it 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 was only a minute and 30 seconds and it it didn't really show anything mind blowing um which, well, for me, it was the, uh, the the defensive spell. I like I, I did yeah, like the view yeah the, the the lore of the the lore of Yang spell we got to see was pretty cool. Or, yeah, like I think it was lore of Yang. Um, but um, might have been lore of Yin. I don't know. But one yeah. of the new spells. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I think that segues uh, nicely into the last topic. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna throw some spice <laughs> right here at the end of our meal. Uh, um. Which is to talk a bit about um Football Warhammer three and its marketing, which has left the community feeling pretty divided, <laughs> to be frank. Um I mean I, I literally smacked a hornet's nest last night uh with a video and uh I like I, I think <laughs> like I put it out super fairly late in the day, and it still had like 500 comments before I went to bed. And I was like, nice. "Ooh boy, <laughs> oh boy." Um, so um, kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that. So Nathan, what what have your thoughts been about the marketing for Total War Warhammer Three? How do you think things are going? Um. <clears throat> With deepest respects to our friends at Creative Assembly, uh, I don't like the way it's being shown. Uh, I think it's been kind of slow, kind of drip-fed, and it feels like they're buying time. Which, in all honesty, like, kind of kills the hype for me too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I- I'm going to be very honest. I'm looking at this as a fan, not as a content creator, and I want to see... I want to see cool shit. I want to see cool shit. And I don't like the idea of, like, how many times were we told that um, uh, Miao Ying is fucking cold and aloof? Like, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, fair, fair number. And I would have preferred it more if we would have had, like, say, for example, because everything seems to be very highly focused on her, where if it would have been 50-50 between her and her brother, it could have shown off some really cool stuff. We've only just gotten voice acting and stuff from him in this recent trailer, and even then it was kind of... goes against how they written him, too, in a sense. Because obviously he's supposed to be... Uh, like, 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 we've seen in like the articles, he's more of like mummy's boy, you know? So wouldn't he be more... Hyping up mum, other than dad, because they're supposed to be kind of equals. Well, I I think it's I think it's that his mom likes him more than anybody else, but he doesn't seem to have a bad relationship with his dad. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like the whole drip feeding has been kind of because it happened with Kislev and Corn. Like we had what six weeks in total of Kislev and Corn together. Uh, yeah, it well, was it was very drawn out. Yeah. We're currently in week uh, two, well, we're starting week three of Cafe, and it feels like it's going to last longer than Kislev and Korn. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's, I think that's a reasonable point. And something I'll agree with, uh, absolutely, 100%, is that the, the direction they've taken has been really weird of that so first of all we we do have to get out of the way that it's undeniable that covid super super duper duper fucked with like everything 
Yeah. Um, like you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that COVID has basically forced every single major video game project that was supposed to come out in 2021 to come out in 2022. Um, like it's literally everywhere. Um, like I, I do not know the, the amount of studios that have been forced to push back vastly outnumbers the ones that do not. Um, so with that in mind, um, you know, it, I, I assume that it would be understandable that uh, Total War Warhammer 3 has also been significantly affected by this. That being said, to counter that point, um, we had also already been in COVID times for, what, a year? Uh, before they announced Total War Warhammer 3? Right? Ish? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, it's not like they should not have known what the situation was. Mm. Um, and I, I think most of us would agree that doing all of the Troy crap, <laughs> like, Troy's great, don't get me wrong. Um, I, I still need to sit down and play it, but it looks a lot of fun. But, like, doing all of that other game stuff in the midst of the Warhammer 3 hype train was stupid. Oh my yeah. god, it was stupid. Yeah. And like one I, of the things that I I hate about CA and I'm going to say it, I hate it. I honestly hate it is that they are a company that works on multiple games at once. Yeah. I hate it so much because mm -hmm. it leads it's the same shit with Games Workshop. I hate that Games Workshop has so many IPs because if you don't care about one of the IPs, then when it is interrupting your cycle of the stuff you do care about, it's very very annoying. Yeah. Um for all of us who were just like, oh my god, they announced Warhammer 3, I can't wait to see Warhammer 3 stuff. And then all of a sudden we hit like a five to six month period where there was like nothing. Mm. Like, who, what, what idiot did that? <laughs> like, why, why not just wait until after <laughs> to start revealing it? Uh, or, or at least make, make sure you're just doing like a post a week. They didn't even have to do much, just a post a week would have been fine. Um, but I think the fact that we went from pure radio silence to then coming back and it's still being the same system we had with Kislev and Corn, which yeah. was not popular. The the Kislev Corn drip feed was not popular. Um, That's old. I remember being very not happy with it because it felt like they were just sowing the same stuff over and over and over again and expecting the hype to keep going up when it really just kind of kept the hype like base level. Um. And for a lot of people, that it, it feels that way right now. Now, yeah. from what we've heard on the community Discord for uh, Creative Assembly, um, Simon, who runs that Discord, has said that Siege stuff is coming, like, super soon. <laughs> uh, like, new battle footage and stuff like that. Because um, honestly, like, just we just need something new, right? Like, give us a roster reveal. Give us a spell reveal of like all the spells from the lores show us how they work. Give us a siege battle. Give us a minor settlement battle. Give us a great, like there's so much stuff to show that is guaranteed to be in the Cathay segment. And yet they're taking forever. Um, and I, I said this last night and that when you read the posts, it seems like the genuine reason they're taking forever is because they're like, oh, well, we want to drip feed the lore. Which, I get that. And I, I, I'm enjoying the drip feeded lore, but that can't be the only thing that's <laughs> you're that's doing. All. And that's the only thing they're doing. Um, See, is... there's a bit of an issue there, right? 
and uh, this is what I was uh, having discussions with with some people. It's the law is cool, and they're they're trying to flesh out cafe and so on, right? But a large percentage of the player base want to just play Total War. They they don't care about the law, right? And it, it's very difficult to um, get those people invested in law, especially with small blogs like that, which really give you no, like they give you enough. If you're a big law guy like yourself or myself, where we can go, oh, you know, because this means this and these things that. But random dude who's barely just started getting into Warhammer, he's going to read something and he's going to go, well, what the fuck does this mean? Yeah. And, you know, I honestly think that I don't, I don't mind the stuff they've revealed, but what I do think was foolish was the order in which they've chosen to do it. Where it seems like they're trying to do lore, 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 lore. Okay, now it's time for gameplay. What they should have done is lore, gameplay, lore, gameplay, lore, lore gameplay, gameplay, lore, gameplay. gameplay. Like, every, yes. uh, okay, every Tuesday is a lore bit, and every Friday is battle footage or a new mechanic or explaining how spells work or something. Mm. Um, because there are so many questions about the game. Um, and I get well, we that. We still don't know fuck all about Kislev. We've got two laws of magic <laughs> and we don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there, there's there's a lot of stuff under the hood. And granted, granted, like, you know, it, it could be that they're like, oh, well, you know, we're still tweaking things, all that stuff. But one thing I've learned from watching other video game companies and something Creative Assembly just doesn't seem to understand is that it's okay to show things that aren't finished yet. Like, yeah, you can show us early access stuff publicly just to be like, hey, here's kind of what we're working on. Like, this is not final for the lore of ice, but this is kind of what we're looking at. And it does like we've seen the lore of ice because we got to play with yeah. it. But like the yeah. lore of the Tempest. Nobody knows what that does. Um, and it's like and like I said in yesterday's video, like I'm still in a really good place. I'm still really excited for the game. I still feel super positive. I still think they're on schedule. Um, like yesterday, I I admittedly got pretty salty in the video because there were people that were that had lost so much faith that <laughs> they were wanting to try and punish the company, um, which I think is overboard, significantly overboard. Um, but they're not above criticism. Um, and like we love them. Me and Nathan, we know we know a lot of people at CA. <laughs> we know some we know some people at GW. Um uh and like in those parts. And um we just it feels like they're living in a bubble of being like, hey, we're excited to show you this thing. And then they're sitting there in the back going, Why aren't they excited? I specifically requested they be excited. Um, because they're tr they're not Drip feeding is fine, but if you're going to drip feed, you need to have variety because variety is the spice of life. Yeah. If you give me chocolate and I say, okay, that chocolate's pretty good. And then you say, oh, he likes chocolate. And all you give me is chocolate for two weeks. I'm going to be pretty fucking sick of chocolate. <laughs> like I would like pretty something. Much. I would like something else now, please. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the one thing, uh, which kind of just pisses me off. Right. And, uh, I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, CA, and, uh, because they, they watch our videos and stuff like that. And it's like, it, what really pisses me off is there's 
this big spectacle that we're all expecting at this point, and it feels like it's getting further away rather than closer, because holy crap, it's... Look, let's just say, right, we saw Korn and Kislev, they went radio silent. Um, then we had Troy. And when they said they were coming back, the first thing they hit us with is a delay. And it's like, it's kind of like, it's a bit of a slap, because, look, not only did it affect... It's, it's affecting the hype of the Total War players. I see it, you see it. Uh, and it, it, it's affecting everyone. I mean, even Troy kind of suffered from it too. You don't go, oh yeah, yeah, we're coming back. Warhammer's coming back. And then it's just like, throw Troy in the mix, which kind of fucked over Troy. Because I think the DLC is great. I think the historical FLC stuff is awesome. I really enjoy Troy. But it was thrown into a place that nobody wanted or expected, better yet said. Have you seen its player stats at the moment on on Steam? No, but I've 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 heard it's, it's struggling. It's low. It's low. It's 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 really low for for a new title. It's really low, and it's a shame because the Sophia team put so much work into that, and it is such a good game. But if you throw it in the middle of something, it's a mosh pit. Yeah, and and one thing that's worth noting is for anyone that's not like familiar with uh creative assembly as a company one of the biggest problems and this is just a fact is that the marketing has to be approved by the big guys like the big guys up top the guys that are super disconnected and frankly don't really give a shit <laughs> because all they're worried about is metrics that we can't imagine i'm sure uh, because they're just in a totally different world. And they have to approve things. Um, if they, like, literally, they have to sign off on it. If CA wants to show something off, it has to go through the proper channels and get signed off. And these guys could just look at that and go, no, like, I, we don't, I don't want us to talk about that yet. Or no, we should do this. And you could see it with Troy. Troy feels like a super botched mishandling by some top tier dipshit that was like, "Hey, money. <laughs> we we want people to play this game, so tell them to shut the hell up about Warhammer and push Troy, because I want people to play Troy." And it did the exact opposite. Um, That's the issue. Like Troy, and honestly, should have had like a two week thing, like two weeks before build hype, week of build hype release done. And instead, yeah. they dragged it out for, like, three months or something horrible. I don't remember how long it was, but it felt like it lasted for eternity. It was quite long, and the problem is that um, it wasn't really given the, uh, the love it deserves. Like, I tell you what, I, I did a few videos because I like Troy. I really enjoyed Troy. And I was just kind of defeated. Yeah. I was just kind of defeated, Yeah, honestly. And, and it's, it's just frustrating. Like, you know, something... Um, something that I've seen uh, in one of the videos that got me super irritated last night, but I agree, I, I understood where they were coming from, was when someone, uh, some creators started comparing what CA is doing versus other develop game companies and yeah. how they build hype. And yeah. frankly, they're a lot better at it. CA sucks at it because CA does the same shit Games Workshop does, where mm -hmm. they announce something really far in advance, and then you basically are forced to forget about it. 
because yeah. like you're forced to because not only do they announce it so far in advance that they're like eh, we don't have like a ton to show off yet but what screws them is then they have something else to do like if you have a company like the guys making um Baldur's Gate 3 the only thing they're doing is making Baldur's Gate 3. So it might be yeah. a lot of radio silence, but every time they talk, you're like, oh shit, they're talking about Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Um, if you're checking out, uh, like a lot of these dev studios, that's the thing, is that when you see the developer, like if you're watching Nintendo and you see the, uh, I'm forgetting what his name is off the top of my head, but if you see like the guy responsible for Metroid Dread show up, you go, oh shit, they're going to talk about Metroid Dread. Or if you see the guy who's making the new Breath of the Wild game, you go, oh shit, they're going to talk about Breath of the Wild. Like, you have these, it all goes like this. There's no interruptions. There might be dead moments, but there's no interruptions. Creative yeah. Assembly, there's interruptions. The, the problem you go, is... You go, you go Warhammer, 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 Troy, Warhammer, 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 Rome, Total War, re-release, Warhammer, Warhammer. Like, and it's like, stop it! <laughs> it's to, to finish whatever you're talking about. That, that's the that's the massive issue because they basically threw Roman and then they threw Troy in. Then we got well before that we got fucking sidelined with the death of Three Kingdoms, which I'm still kind of pissed off about because they mishandled that game badly. I'm going to say who starts with the end. The first DLC was literally the end of the story. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous because I'm a big fan of that era. I love I I, I love the like all the different games that we see and, and they just killed it off with. Oh yeah, you know we're gonna make a, a sequel. We're, we're gonna we're gonna start over. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start over because we fucked up. It's like, oh my god, just, just you pretend, were actually just, getting. Just pretend Cathay is three kingdoms. It'll it'll all feel better. <laughs> well, that that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, it it it's a weird thing because I love CA man. I've been playing since Rome One. Um, I'm a big big fan, and I, I still play all the old games. I Med Two is still one of my favorite games, especially how with how moddable it is, right? Like, there's a Warcraft overhaul, which is fantastic. And it's like, Christ, I, I understand you guys just throw whatever you can sometimes, but a little communication doesn't hurt. Now, I will not compare them to other companies, because that's, I understand some people want them to be more like Paradox, for example. Because Paradox has those, uh... I don't. <laughs> well, not, not the scummy DLC, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit, please no. Please, but, God, no. <laughs> but, but in terms of communication, they're quite good with the dev diaries, aren't they? I, I don't know. You could not pay me to touch a Paradox game. I tried, and I was just like, this is not for me. <laughs> Crusader King's free, to be honest. I can't enjoy it. <laughs> But um, they are quite vocal, and they are, they're very good at communication. However, if you compare one company to another thing, you're, you're basically just saying, oh, every company should be very similar to Paradox and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, and it, well, and it's not a fair thing, because every company's internal nonsense is different. Um, exactly. But it does help to understand why the community is frustrated. Yeah. Communication is key. Um, I think that Simone uh, or Simon, I'm not too sure how you pronounce his name, to be honest. I don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll have to shoot him a message when he's back on holiday. Um, but the thing is, like, he's really good at communication considering he's a, histori he's a history community manager. And he, he does really well with the Warhammer community. Have you seen how he acts and how he memes with people and so on? In the uh, Total War Discord for the for the Warhammer community, I actually have not joined it. <laughs> he, yeah, 
he is great. He is so chatty with them and he tells them, look, have a little faith. We've got time. He's really, really good at his job. He's honestly, uh, he is like really good as a community manager. Like, this is what we need. We need more people like him. Yeah, well, and I, I, I hope that he's getting paid well and proper support. Uh, and uh, we we get to see things improve in the future. But but I, I think we've, we've done a pretty good job. Uh, or I, I think we're, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we're good with having focused on what we think the issues are. Yeah, the, the lack of communication is definitely the issue uh, because it's just that because the the, the, pro the problem, and I'm going to get a little spicy here, when this happens, a lot of people get pissed off, a lot of people start raging, YouTubers start fucking ranting because, yeah, you know, a lot of people do what? it. Ranting YouTubers? I never. And, <laughs> no, no, because I, I've seen it, which is why I, I just I keep silent in most cases, because then people start arguing with each other. I see it on Twitter, and it's like, fuck's sake. It's like, you're fighting because we can't control something, when we can't never control this anyway, because we're not CA. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, it's just a dumpster fire every time. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just, just the nature of the beast, fortunately. Um, and, and that's yeah. it's, it's also frustrating because you kind of have this whole thing of like, okay, well, we want CA to communicate more with us, but every time they talk to us, everyone just gets super mad. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really incentivize them much, but um, anyway, um, to be clear, uh, I think I hopefully speak for me and Nathan when I say we're both, we both are, I think, in a honestly still excited for the game. Uh, we're just we're just hoping we really get to start diving into stuff so that all of the community has something to enjoy instead of just a niche part of it. Um, yeah, because no, well, we, I've been I've greatly enjoying. I've been loving what we've been shown, but it mm. is more than apparent that a like a good sizable chunk of the community is not, and that's mm. not that's not great. Not great, and I don't I don't okay. think they're I don't think they're being babies or anything. Now I I think the people who are saying that we should like like cancel our pre-orders and all this stuff. I think they're being a little fucking ridiculous, but everyone else uh, being frustrated, I think is totally fair. Yeah. So uh, that's something I wanted to mention because some people said, look, we're going to remove it from our pre-orders and wish list. I was like, okay, look, I'm going to explain it to you guys uh, from a person. I, look, I used to work in fashion marketing. Uh, it was actually a really fun job that I had worked with some really big name brands. And uh, I've learned a lot from them when it came to this type of stuff. And I'll tell you very clearly, they don't care about pre-orders being cancelled or wish lists being stopped and stuff like that because they know that you're gonna they're gonna get your money in either way. They know. Believe me, I've seen this. I've seen this. I worked for, I can't say the brand names because NDA, which hopefully burns out soon because I was kind of bored about it. But um, <laughs> it's it's just how it is. They, they, with the brands, with the clothing brands, they knew it's exactly the same way. I've actually seen it. It's like, look, it's just they know that they're going to get your money anyway. Because come, well, come release day, or for example, um, when like you get like this really good deal where you can get Warhammer Free for like twenty percent off or something like that, you know, which is a pretty good deal. Why would you cancel that pre-order? You got it for a discount. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's also the whole thing of like. A lot of the ways communities try to protest companies don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, like, oh, we're going to review bomb them. Okay, well, Steam has a policy against that. So they're going to yeah. they're gonna 
fix it. <laughs> and and there's one thing I want to make very perfectly clear to you guys, and I'm speaking to you all absolute honesty, like hand to heart, right? A lot of YouTubers will start generating a buzz by saying cancel pre-orders and stuff like that, and then they'll stick a pre-order link in the fucking description. Well, yeah. I, mm, do I say this? Yeah, I guess I say this. Remember that at the end of the day, YouTubers are people that we make our money from community engagement. It does not matter what kind of engagement. <laughs> just, just engagement. If you make something that makes everyone super pissed off, so they're all angrily slamming on their keyboards, agreeing with you or disagreeing with you, or they're leaving lots of likes or dislikes, like it. But if you can make people angry, that's that's money. That's yeah. sweet money. Yeah, it, it is what generates your income. I mean, now I'll be I'll be very uh, serious with you guys. Look at my videos since when uh, Warhammer Three was announced. I stopped the pre-order links in my videos at least a month in when I realized hmm, there might be a delay. Yet, you see a lot of people generating buzz with little drama stuff, and what they do is they have fucking one, two, sometimes even three pre-order links. Yeah, and, and to be fair, it could be that they're just lazy, <laughs> or or they forgot, or like they literally no, just... I mean pinned comments. Oh, pinned comments. Well, okay then, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> I got no okay I got nothing <laughs> I, I, even I don't do that <laughs> my only pinned comment about pre-orders has been hey don't pre-order unless you feel yeah. super confident because it's the ogre kingdoms aren't even a pre-order bonus guys they're an early adopter bonus you could mm -hmm. buy the game a week after it comes out and still get them for free <laughs> like, yeah. there's no reason to pre-order there isn't I got into an argument with someone because they're like, oh, yeah, because, you know, you, you, uh, you've promoted the game. Uh, you've put a pre-order link. It's like, yes, at the beginning of the cycle when I thought the game was going to be coming out closer. The most recent thing I've done is I've put a, um, a link. It's not even, like, I'm not even making money from it. I just found this advert that has uh, Warhammer free for 20% off. So I put that on my Discord because it's like, well, it's a fucking good deal, right? Yeah. Uh, on, a on a totally unrelated note... Uh, most of my descriptions have a fanatical link. I do make money from those. <laughs> so you should totally use that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back on topic. Um, uh, Gotta love that promo, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we we don't get paid for this. <laughs> to be to be to be frank, uh, dude, the amount of people who are like, "Oh, this guy's paid by CA or something," and it's like, first of all, if I was being paid to say something, I have to legally declare that. The FTC, at least in the United States, according to the FTC, I have to label the video as a sponsorship video. I have to. Otherwise, I am breaking the law, and I will be sued. And I will be in a lot of trouble. And fuck that noise. <laughs> like, but, like, the way we talk about them, you think they pay us? <laughs> Come on. Oh, God, no, right? We, like, we would uh, be kissing way more ass if we were yeah, getting paid. If we were getting paid, we, we'd be like, oh, this is awesome, you know? But, like, instead, we are honest when DLC kind of sucks and when there's an issue. Like, for example, uh, how uh, fucking Torox was basically just reskinned Lubu and stuff like that, you know? But, but I like the Torox mechanic. <laughs> oh, no, it works well. It works well. 
but it, it's just like that. It's like we're not getting fucking, um, we're not getting fucking paid. Like if we are getting paid, like Sotek said, we have to uh, literally put the sponsored thing and say sometimes this video is sponsored. By yeah, you're supposed to say it as well. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and, and the thing is, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why would they pay us when they know we're going to do it for free? <laughs> yeah. That's what it ultimately boils down to. There's no, oh, yeah. they don't have to pay us. We, A, we want to talk about it. B, it's ad revenue because yeah. we know it's going to get views. So, like, why pay us? There's literally no incentive. They, they, they know, like, for example, I want to play Saneshi stuff, right? So they know they don't have to pay me because this, this buildup has been for Sanesh for me, right? Like it's 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 there. It's I, I can I, I'm just getting there closer. If, yeah. Closer. If you if you have a kid in your neighborhood who just has like a fetish for mowing lawns, you're not gonna pay him to mow your lawn. You're just gonna be like, hey, my lawnmower is full of gas and it's ready for you. And he'll be like, oh shit, I'm on that. Like, and that's that's the end. You're not gonna pay that man. Yeah. But anyway, this is <laughs> we got way off topic. I think that's a good <laughs> stopping point for today before we before we get into weirder analogies. So, uh, uh, <laughs> thanks for watching, guys. Nathan, you got any closing thoughts for us? Uh, and what, what, are you, what are you up to this week? Anything coming up? Uh, well, I've got to go to the gym now, which is weird because I've had food poisoning all day, so that's going to be fun. But I did go out yesterday, so I have to train. Just, just be careful if you do squats. Be very oh, yeah. careful. <laughs> it's mostly been coming out the front. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> but, um, no, no, I've just got that. I'm going to obviously finish up those Chaos Warriors. And uh we are filming for the first battle report that will release in november ah, i'm super excited to see that look forward to that yeah we, i've still not decided what army i'm going to use uh but i've already confirmed that my first guest will be an Olga kingdom spur what are, what are your uh, options? uh practically everything barring demons at the moment and empire because uh with the transfer when i had to get the studio done um yeah, there was a lot of stuff broken so I'm thinking more maybe taking a dwarf list, maybe a night goblin list, or if I want to be really, really... F if I can actually get this uh, done, I might bring a Nurgle list, because I have a Nurgle Ooh. Warriors of Chaos, and I think toughness versus toughness might be cool. Yeah, I, I would say either go night goblin... I would say either go night goblins or uh, warriors. Those will be Ooh. super fun. Dwarfs, like... <laughs> Or so just fucking annihilate them if you take even half decent, half decent lists. I've got mostly a melee build. Uh, oh, okay, okay, that could be fun then. That could be fun. I was yeah. gonna say if you've got cannons, like ogres are totally boned. <laughs> so, um, in any event, um, um, yeah. So thank you all for watching. Uh, for anyone that's wondering what I'm up to, uh, I will be streaming pretty much every day. I'll be streaming Witcher Three, um, trying to get that sweet sweet Twitch partnership. So if you want to come by and help. All you have to do is sit and chat. <laughs> you don't even have to talk. You can just show up and leave. <laughs> just walk away from your computer. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, working on that. But I'm going to be streaming The Witcher 3 uh, every day. Um, and also, you know, we'll be covering any other... We know there's going to be at least some news this week. Uh, we don't know what exactly, but there will be some. Uh, hopefully a lot. And um, yada, yada, yada. Whatever we're getting out of here. Thanks for watching. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. Bye-bye. Uh,